got a treat today. We've got an amazing woman of God going to preach and bring the word, Julia Metcher. So in a second, we're all going to cheer and get on our feet for her. We can start it now. No, seriously. But before we do that, we're going to honor God through the scripture. So it's John chapter 5, if you want to follow along. John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 9. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool in which Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame and the paralysed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time and he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else always gets in ahead of me. Then Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Amen. Now, let's all get on our feet and give a big cheer to this amazing woman of God as she comes to bring the word. Yeah. Awesome. Now I'm going to pray for Julia. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given this great woman. We just pray that your word will be like fiery arrows that shoot our hearts and bring us closer to you. That we would be attentive and listening and open and ready to receive whatever it is that you have for us. Amen. Amen. Hey, I apologise for Steve not being here. It's not because he's heard me preach 31 years in a row. It's, uh, <laughs> it's because he's with our son in Melbourne. That's a true story. He'll probably tell you something different next week. This is one of my favourite stories in, in uh, the New Testament. And it's one of my favourites because I see myself in it. And I'm, it would be my prayer today that you might see yourself in it as well. I've got one of those Bibles that has the red print uh, when Jesus speaks. And interestingly, my eyes are usually drawn to the red stuff, not the black stuff. So when I looked at this story, the first uh, red stuff that I see is the question that Jesus asks this man. Now let's set the scene. 38 years, this guy has been lying at this one of the pools of Bethesda and it's a, a place where all the sick people used to come and to sit. Just get that in your head, 38 years. That's longer than some of you guys have been alive. We won't go any further, will we? <laughs> but 38 years, that's an incredible amount of time to be lying at a pool. And Jesus asks him the question, now, I like how you said we can call God an idiot in your prayer. I don't say that we should call God an idiot, but honestly, you've got to question Jesus, haven't you? There are hundreds of people lying um, and standing, wanting to get well, and he says, do you want to get well? Now, come on. Do you want to get well? Gee, no, Jesus, that's why I've been here for 38 years. And what a dumb question. Well, it's either the dumbest question that Jesus has ever asked, or it's a profound one. 
Do you want to get well? 38 years. Do you want to get well? Why did Jesus ask such a dumb question? I kind of think it's because after 38 years, this guy had got used to lying there. This guy had got so used to this was his life. He had no other choices. He'd resigned himself to this was his life. Maybe he'd given up. Maybe he'd just, this is the way it is. And maybe the desire to get well had gone. You know, sometimes it's easier to stay the way we are than it is to change. Sometimes it's easier and more comfortable and more secure to stay with our pain, to stay with the things that we look to to get through the pain, to stay with the habits that we have, to stay with the sin that we're comfortable with. It's so much easier to hang on to that than it is to change. And so when Jesus asked the question, do you want to get well, it's actually a profound question. Do you want to get well? Is there a desire for this way that you're living, lying here 38 years later, is there a desire for this to change? Or are you just resigned to being this way for the rest of your life? Now, the man's answer tells us where he's at. In my version, it says his first two words are, I can't. I can't. I can't because. Do you know psychologists will tell us that I can't isn't in their vocabulary? Because it's not I can't, it's I won't. It's a choice that we make. I won't, not I can't. And so many psychologists won't allow their clients to say those two words, oh, I can't. No, no. Substitute, I won't. Because there's a connection between the question and this man's answer. Do you want to get well? I can't. Given up. Resigned. And then he goes on to explain why he can't get well. Now, there was a superstition about this pool in Bethesda, and Bethesda just simply means house of kindness, house of mercy. It was a place where it sounded good to hang out, but it was also a place where there was a huge superstition attached to it. Now, in actual fact, there was a spring under the water, and it did actually bubble up occasionally. But as human beings are want to be, they created a superstition that the first person in after the water bubbled would be healed. And that was what that man had believed for 38 years and so he still sat at the side of this pool waiting for the bubble up to get in there. Now he's in a disadvantage, isn't he? Because unlike those who maybe not be able to speak or to hear or to see, he can't walk so he can't move. And so he says, I can't because no one will help me in. I wonder if you've ever been in that situation. I can't because. 
The words I can't, psychologists tell us, absolve us from responsibility. If I say I can't, then it's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. I can't because so-and-so did this to me. I can't because I don't have the money. I can't because I'm not capable of it. I can't because so-and-so, whatever. I can't becomes an excuse. And that's what this guy gave, an excuse. I can't because. And so when you look at that, the question that Jesus asked him is even more profound. Do you want to get well? Theoretically, we could say his answer was no. But don't you like how he didn't even answer the question? Didn't even answer it. He knew he couldn't answer it because his answer would have to be no. I can't. I can't. What I love about this story is that this man had no idea who Jesus was. And we find that out, uh, we read a little bit later on in the story. When he's questioned about his healing, he doesn't even know who Jesus is. Jesus, out of all the hundreds of people that were lying at this pool, Jesus picked him. Jesus came to him. It's one of those rare occasions when someone doesn't grab Jesus and say, heal me, but he actually chose this man and went to him and healed him. What does that tell you about the heart of Jesus? 38 years. When he knew how long he'd been there, his heart just rose up and he says, I can't stand this man to be suffering anymore when he doesn't have to. His suffering is not about being lame. His suffering is not about being paralysed. His suffering is not about not being able to get in the pool. His suffering is on the inside. And Jesus came to give life and to set people free. And so his heart is just absolutely wound up with compassion for this man and he seeks him out and says, 38 years is too long, I'm going to heal this guy. You know what I find amazing about this story is that Jesus says these words to him. Stand up or get up, depends which version you have. Pick up your mat and walk. Can you imagine those words penetrating the life of this man who for 38 years had been paralysed? Jesus' first words to him are get up or stand up. Huh? Now Jesus again is either the dumbest person on earth or this is profound. I'm sure you would gather that I would find it to be profound, not dumb. Get up. Get up. You know what I find amazing about this story? The guy did. He didn't even know this Jesus. He didn't even know what Jesus was capable of. He didn't even know what he was asking of him. But something in this encounter with Jesus drew that man from 38 years of giving up, of resigning himself to fanciful superstition 
and waiting for that magic moment when he was going to jump in that water or someone was going to throw him in to be healed. Something in this encounter that we're not told about causes this man for 38 years who's been lying there to get up. You know what I call that? I call it faith. Faith. Something in Jesus. Something in this man connected. And he gets up. Now I want to tell you something. If he had never got up, he'd still be lying there today. But something caused him to get up. And that's what I love about Jesus. He will do the healing. But we have to put our faith into it. I wonder if you can put yourself in this story today. I wonder if you can identify with any of the words that have come to this man. You see, the, the difference between the scripture of long ago and the scripture of today is this. These are not things that Jesus just did. These are things that Jesus does today. No difference. So what does it mean for you today for Jesus to say to you, do you want to get well? Maybe you're so comfortable in, in some kind of attitude or some kind of illness or some kind of sin or some kind of dysfunctional relationship or something that you're so used to it being that way that you just resigned yourself to it always being that way. And Jesus comes today and he says, do you want to get well? And instead of answering him, I can't, how about saying, I haven't because I've chosen not to? And stop making excuses. Because human beings, from Adam through have made excuses. She made me did it. First excuse in the Bible. And men have been saying that ever since. She made me do it. She made me do it. Don't worry. Eve said the snake made me do it. So we're no better. It's human nature to blame. But you know what? If we want to receive what Jesus has to give us, we have to stop blaming, look at ourselves and say, you know what, I've been saying I can't, but today I'll say I will. Because I believe that Jesus wants to change me. I want to tell you something that I've learned the hard way. I live with depression every day of my life. And for a good 20 years, I said I can't. For a good 20 years, I said... I don't want to get well because it's easier to stay with what I am and what I know than it is to get out of that comfort zone and to do something about it. And it was fear that stopped me. But one day, that message got through to me and Jesus says, do you want to get well? And I said, I will, I want to. And you know what he said to me? He said to me, I will make you well, but I'm not going to change your circumstances. 
For this man, his healing was absolutely beautiful. He actually got to walk again. And later on, if you keep reading, he, he had his sins forgiven. Sometimes God chooses to heal us without changing our circumstances. That's God's decision. All we are responsible for is to say, I will, and get up. He does the rest. So this morning, do you want to get well? Or is it easier just to stay the way you are? Is it easier just to be comfortable and secure, holding on to all that stuff that we hold on to? Because it's easier. Can we stop giving excuses to God? I can't because. Can we stop looking at the things of the world to make us better? Stop believing in the superstitions of the world. If I, if I drink this or if I take this or if I do this or if I gain this or if I buy this, I'll be better. They're just rubbish. Because Jesus comes along and says, get up. Get up. Look at me. Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. Maybe someone today needs to look Jesus in the face. You don't have to know anything about him. You don't even have to know who he is. You just have to say, I will. I will. I believe. I'll get up. And the healing happens. It's a beautiful song the guys are going to sing to us. It talks about healing. And this is a, a story of healing. It's a story of physical healing, but it's also a story of emotional healing, of not giving up anymore, of not making excuses, of not allowing the world to make our decisions for us, of not being comfortable with where we're at, but finding a brand new life in the name of Jesus. Perhaps this morning someone wants to get well. Perhaps this morning someone wants to stop saying I can't and, stop saying, and start saying I will. Perhaps this morning someone needs to just get up and use the faith that you have to get up and say, Lord, I will. As the guys sing this beautiful song, as you hear the words of healing touch you again this morning, maybe someone needs to get up this morning and just simply come and say, yep, Lord, I'm going to get up. I'm going to pick up my mat. I'm going to walk. I'm not going to stay the way I am. May God bless you this morning.